of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And so all, all of those verses, uh, what I want to establish is that there is time that the Lord desires uh, to spend with us. Jesus gave us the example. The Bible says that he withdrew himself. He went to a solitary place and he prayed and he spent time in the presence of the Lord. Uh, before he chose the disciples, he pulled himself away and he prayed. And then he chose those that would follow him. And so quality time is important for us in our relationship with the Lord. He is our God. He is our Father. And there is something valuable that we gain when we spend time with the Lord. Likewise, that same uh, um, thing happens when we spend time with our children. There's an exchange of something. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about the, our children's emotional love tank. There is something, especially for children, whose primary love language is quality time. It is something uh, special that they gain when spending time with you and with mom and dad and, and grandparents and all of those who pour in uh, to their lives. You know, Adam, I believe, and the scripture doesn't bear it all out, but I don't believe it was the first time that the presence of the Lord would come down and, and meet with Adam in the cool of the day. I believe it was something that was ongoing. But Adam hid himself. I don't believe, and we can look throughout all of the Gospels where Jesus would withdraw himself. He would spend time with his disciples. There were times that he spent uh, um, a lot of time with the multitudes. But then there were those moments that it would just be him and those that followed him the closest. So <clears throat> I'll, I'll give you a, 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 one of my Sunday afternoons. So we get home from church. And my grandson will walk up to me. And he'll say, Paw Paw, can we, can we go outside and play Paw Paw? And I'll say, uh, well, not, not quite yet, Preston. Just, just wait a little while. I'm, I'm tired, and maybe we'll go later. And about five minutes later, he'll come back. <clears throat> Paw Paw, can we go outside now? I said, well, Preston, not yet. Paw Paw's a little tired. Let me, let me just lay here for a moment, and then we, we may go out later on in the evening. Uh, maybe maybe five minutes later he'll come back. Papa, I want to go outside. And what does Papa do? I get up, put on my clothes, and I go outside. You know, I could have saved about 15 or 20 minutes if I had just gotten up the first time, gone outside with him, spent about 20 minutes, 30 minutes outside with him, let him have a, a, a good time, and then come on back in and take care of the things that I need to do. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, he is. <laughs> but <clears throat> how often does that happen, especially with our young children? You know, sometimes we're sitting at the desk and we are, you know, maybe paying bills or doing something that for us is important, that has to get done, that needs to get done. Uh, and maybe it doesn't have to be done at that moment, but with all the other things that we figured we need to do in our lives, we need to go ahead and get this one thing out of the way. 
and that's the time when, when our children or our grandchildren, they'll come up and go, hey, uh, would you play with me? And sometimes we have to make that decision because what happens is, is if you don't do it then, they'll come back, especially if they're, they're too young to really understand the concept of time. You may tell them in an hour, but you know, for them, that's just you know, five minutes and they're back. And so how much would it, would it uh, help us and them if we just go ahead and take that time to spend with them? When my oldest uh, couldn't really even talk well, and I can't say why he said it, but he would want me to come out with him, and he'd say, Mommy, come watch me. Come watch me. I didn't have to play, just watch him play. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> it's just spending that time with him. You don't necessarily have to do uh, anything. A lot of times <clears throat> when I go to the park with my grandson, I'll just say, hey, Papa's going to sit here, and you just... Just, just go have a good time. And so uh, spending time, quality time, for our children whose primary love language is quality time, this is something that we have to consciously uh, determine that we're going to do and be a part of. Uh, now, it's not always about the event. Sometimes we make it an event-type uh, thing that we have to have special outing, we have to go here, we have to go there, we have to do this, but sometimes it's just spending quality time, spending time where you're just sitting down, enjoying each other. Now, I do like uh, a, a dad that will take me to True Lux, feed me lobster, and that's quality time. <laughs> but it does not have to always be, but those are things that we're doing to develop uh, our relationship uh, with, with our children. You know, if, if we're not careful, uh, we, could, we could, in those times when they're coming back repeatedly, hey, we could do this, we could get frustrated uh, with them, and we could say, you know, just go to your room, get your toys, and, and, and I'll come get you when it's time to and that's really, especially for a child whose primary love language is quality time. That's the wrong thing that we should do. And so, and now there are times, though, when we have to get things done. But I, I promise you, if you will just take a few moments and show them just a little bit of attention, it will it'll help fill that love tank. And, you know, the other thing is, too, is that sometimes, like you said, sometimes we think you need money that quality time which is not true necessarily true and then sometimes some of the things that they enjoy doing with, with this uh, uh, day and age it might be a lot of electronics and if you like me I'm not really into all electronics and stuff but you'd be surprised one time I just got my sons and I uh, went to the school uh, playground and you know just a big old wall and a, and a ball and I taught them how to play uh, handball Next thing I know, you know, next time they want to go and they inviting their friends and stuff like that. So some of the the, uh, the things that we know or games that we like, you'd be surprised they may like them as well too. You ever played handball? Know what handball is? Yeah. Amen. You know, sometimes we have to introduce our children to those types of things. You know, 
it may be something that they've never heard of, never experienced it, but once you expose them to it, and then it becomes really more, uh, it's not really about the game, but it's about that time that they have to spend with you, and they think, you know, my mom and my dad took the time to, to share with me. And then it also, especially if you tell them, you know, this is something that I did when I was growing up, it gives them an opportunity to look into your life and where you've been and what you've done. You'll be surprised at how much uh, our children don't know about us. You know, I can remember growing up, and this was, and it's, it's ingrained in my mind, me and my wife were, we were talking the other day about, you know, she, she just got one of those memories. She can remember things from when she was a young child. I don't, I don't remember a lot of things, but I do remember spending time with my grandmother, and I remember some stories that she would tell about my mom and about her sisters and about her brothers. And they were, yeah, they were pretty funny, a lot of them. And it, ingra- it was ingrained in my mind. And, and out of all of the memories that I have of my grandmother, it's times like that where we just sat down and she would begin to talk and she would be, begin to share. And, and, and it really wasn't about all of the stories, but it was just about her allowing me and then opening up herself and telling me about the way things are and were in her life. And you'll be surprised at how much uh, impact you can have on your children uh, during those times. You know, taking a little time to feel your child's emotional love tank is important enough to take the time out to actually do it. You know, even children whose primary love language is not quality time, uh, they still need attention. They still need to spend time with mom and dad. How many of you ever heard uh, of children They say that you know, uh, bad attention just as important to them. If they're not getting attention, you know, sometimes children will misbehave because when they know they misbehave, they're going to get some kind of attention from mom and dad or whoever is that significant person in their lives. And you wonder sometimes, why, why are my children acting out? Why are they doing some of the things that they're doing? Maybe it's because they need some quality time. And so it's important to, to recognize if you have a child that that, that enjoys quality time, maybe uh, we need to focus on the time that we can spend with them. As we said, sometimes misbehavior is an attempt to get more attention from those that we love. So quality time should be focused. It should be undivided attention. You know, sometimes we, we may uh, spend time with our children, but we're not really focused on them. There are other things that are going on in the peripheral that's really, that really has uh, our attention. You know, babies, infants, toddlers, you know, they get a lot of attention. We, we, we spend a lot of time with them. We watch them. We care for them. And I can remember, and I'm going to admit, I can remember as a, as a young parent, I was, I was glad when they started getting a little bit older because I didn't have to do as much and then when they started hitting the 13 and 14 and 15-year-old, I'm thinking, whoa, hey, you got it. I'll be back. But sometimes we've got to remember, the older they get, sometimes they need even that much more attention. 
you know, when I look back, you know, my both of my parents worked as uh, you know from the earliest time that I can remember, uh, and there were some years there, especially during my teenage years, I probably needed a little more quality time. Yeah. <laughs> my wife's over there saying, "Yeah." He I needed somebody to, to be right there in my personal space making sure that I'm making quality decisions. Exactly. And so let's 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 be mindful of that. And and, and here you go. If you want a scripture text for more time with your kids, when Ab Absalom was trying to get the audience with his dad, David. King David and Joab was supposed to set that up, and Joab didn't. So Absalom had his servant set Joab's field on fire. And and the principle there is kids will act up. If they can't get your attention any other way, they will act up to get your attention. Yeah. <laughs> but let's think about this. You know, when our kids become adults, they're out living their own lives. I still think that it's important as parents that we spend quality time with our children. Maybe they don't live close. Maybe they, you know, they may have their own family. Maybe they go to their own churches and doing their own things. But we should, as parents, find some time in the course of you know, a week, a month, uh, a couple of months, where you're going to determine that you're going to spend time with your child. Invite them over for Sunday dinner. How many kids will come home when they know mom is going to come? How many kids are going to come home when they know that there's going to be their favorite meal and you're going to sit around the table and you're just going to enjoy each other? They know mom's not going to preach at you. Dad's not going to preach at you. We're just going to spend time with each other. We're just going to love on, on each other. And those are the times that, that I believe when you can really start having a, a greater impact on your adult children. And so keep that in mind. I know I'm being mindful of that. Uh, to make sure I, I get my girls over, we spend time with each other, we hang out together, so that they can show that my love for them is not conditional. Remember early on in our lessons, we talked about you know showing love to our children not just because, not just when they're pleasing or doing things that I approve of, but I want to make sure that they know that my love toward them is unconditional. You know, and I just talked about teenage years. Teenagers oftentimes need our attention more than at any other time. You know, it speaks to a teenager that you are important. You know, young people at that age, they're they're, they're trying to find how they fit in life. They're trying to be a part of the crowd. Oftentimes, they want their friends to like them. They want to, to be a part of a group. You know, what better group uh, would you want them to be a part of in your family? And like you said, you know, they spend a great deal of time at the school with their friends, doing all of the things that young people do. And that's why it's important that we spend time with them, that we spend quality time with them. You know, quality time with our children should connect with them at their physical and emotional development. And you hit on this. 
You know, some th this generation is different from ours. It just is. You know, you wake up Christmas morning now, you go out, you go outside, and it's just like any other day. But I remember when I was a kid, Christmas morning, you wake up, you go outside. You know, people are going to be out on their bikes. They're going to be on their skates. They got their skateboards. They got their basketballs. They got their footballs. They're all out running around having a good time. It's not quite like that today. You know what they're doing now? They're in their room. They're on the video game. And if they have internet, they are interacting with other kids on these games. And they spend hours, hours. A kid on a weekend can spend up to 16 to 32 hours I was wondering, do you think a child's love language can evolve over time? Because I know today my primary love language is quality time, and my husband and I discuss it, and we've recognizing through this lesson which of our children is is like that. But I don't recall that being the case when I was younger, or maybe I just was pushed them aside and say, "Go to your room," because that's where we were a lot. We were outside or in our room. <laughs> I was the one, yeah, here we go, yeah. But, I, and I wonder what the impact, you know, the, it has for their peers and, and schooling, if that changes how they view love or how they receive it. I'll answer it this way. The, the author of the book seems to think that a person's primary love language will always be that. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I do believe uh, our primary love language is that. I mean, that's what it is. But I do believe that there may be times in our lives because of a situation, because of events in our lives, where one love language could be more predominant. It may not be quality time, but during a particular period of time in your life, you may need acts of service. You may need gifts. And those may uh, outrun or outpace those that primary love language. So I, I won't necessarily say that they evolve, but I think there are times where other love languages in our lives can maybe be more predominant than others. You know, there there's been times in, in my life where I've just been I've been low, and I've needed words of affirmation. I needed somebody to come and, and to affirm me through words. And, and all of those things. So I do believe that it can, it can not always necessarily be that primary language, if that makes sense. Yeah, when I was a kid, uh, I didn't get to spend much time with my father because he was in the Navy, and uh, all the kids were just sort of doing their own thing. And it didn't really bother me because I played with the other kids outside. But... Uh, as I'm raising a little one now, like you were saying earlier, it's, it's hard to get that quality time because he's always on the computer playing with the Pixlr boys. <laughs> and, <clears throat> and I try to get him off there, and then he get mad at me. And I'm, I'm trying to show love at the same time. 
and and uh, and tell him to go outside when the little boy across the street asked to go outside, go out and play with him. And he don't want to go out. And I, I don't know what to do. I'm just praying that this cycle be broke through Christ, that eventually he get tired of it and, and want to move on and get more involved in sports. You know, I'm, I'm trying, but it, it ain't an easy thing. Well, you know, there's some... Yes, ma'am. One of the uh, things I can say, you know, when I hit the teenage years and that, I would have rather been inside watching TV or in my room or, or doing that. But my dad came home from work, and he'd, he'd get off work around 3 and get home by 3.30. We were just getting home from school about 3. Uh, he, would, he would come home. I'd go to my room hoping he'd miss me. And that's what he'd say to me. He'd say, Andy, or boy. He called me boy a lot. He said, boy, get your working clothes on. And I didn't want to have, oh, man, doggone it. But now I couldn't, it was just different back then. My dad was old school. You didn't show a bad attitude to dad. I would have got smacked or whipped, okay? And so you didn't show a bad attitude. But, but anyway, inside, I was, ugh, got to go out and work. Well, you know, my dad wasn't a great mechanic. I don't know why we tried working on cars and that, because he wasn't a great mechanic. But we would try. And, and then, is he here right now? He's not here. So anyways, <laughs> my dad, <laughs> he, he, he could, uh, I don't want to embarrass him or anything, but, but uh, you know, he, he was in the world. He was in the world, so, you know, he'd cuss and things like that. And sometimes I'd get tickled, you know, because he'd be cursing because something wasn't going right and all that. Make me laugh. Uh, then he, we got a wood stove. That meant we had to go chop firewood, cut firewood. We, he always had a lumber pile. We'd move that lumber pile, clean up that garage. My dad liked to be organized. And uh, just all of I hated it at the time a lot of times because, like I said, I'd rather be if we had video games back then, I'd rather have been doing that. But my dad didn't let me. And he wasn't a sissy. They, he allowed me to control him. We need men that'll be good dads. And say, I don't care if you want to be on the video game. You're, you're going to be working with me. Now, it may not be mechanic. It may be in the kitchen or whatever if you like that stuff. But, but you're the dad. Spend some time with that kid, even whether he may show an attitude or not. Again, like I said, inside, I didn't like it. But I look back now, I know how to work on some cars. I know how to do things. And I appreciate that my dad made me do it. So I've, I've got some, some ideas and some, some things here share that that'll kind of help us too um, but 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 I want to I want to cover one other thing so quality time not only means that we're doing things together uh, but it, it does mean that we can we can know our children better okay it's not just about doing things it's allowing us and giving us the opportunity to, to know them better you know spending time with our children is about 
You know, it's one thing if you're with your child, but you're not acknowledging them. That's not quality time. You're just, they're just with you. They're just tagging along. And so, so here's some of the things that, that we can do to, to help in uh, acknowledging our children. Positive eye contact is a powerful way to speak love to our children. Studies have shown that most parents use eye contact in a negative way. Why, it's, why, why the laughter? <laughs> yeah. How many of you remember growing up? You're over, you're getting ready to cut up and you look at your mom and she goes, and you know right then that you better not. Because if you don't, and it's one of those types of things where you just, everybody else in the room, they don't pick up on it, but it's just that connection. It's just that. Exactly. Whew, I remember. And so a lot of times we use as parents eye contact in a reprimanding way or when we're giving explicit instructions. The, the eyes are a powerful tool when it comes to communication. <laughs> I'm going to have to share this. I, my daughters sometimes, you know, my wife, she is expressive. She, can, she talks to you explicitly. She will, she'll look at you, at you, or through you. And my daughters will go, Mom, why are you looking at me that way? Because that's how we communicate sometimes. Eyes are powerful in our communication with our children. Remembering to express love and loving our children should not be only when your child is pleasing. Remember, we talked about that a few minutes ago. Don't just love them. Don't just, you know, when they were babies, we give them those, that googly eyes and they recognize our facial expression. And so we want to make sure that we, we share with our children uh, in, in everything and communicate to them that we love them and that we care for them. So I want to give you a couple of quick uh, things that, now, I, I think I was kind of in that, that transition generation. I enjoyed going outside, playing basketball and doing all of those things. I later got into pinball, Pac-Man, Centipede, and Asteroids. And you remember? Yeah. Old school game. Yeah. Yeah. But then I transitioned into, you know, PlayStation, Xbox, and I do a little gaming every now and then. Mostly don't have time. So I can relate to that, that generation. And, but, and that's how I know there are some kids that will spend days, especially if they have these, these games in their rooms at night, they'll be on them all night long, and they're getting quality time from other people. Somebody had something? instructions and the eye contact, I'll realize sometimes I'll ask a child to do something and not really make good eye contact. And later it's, Dad, I didn't hear you say that. 
even though they might have answered me, they looked at me, but I didn't really get the connection, or I forgot. It was five minutes ago. How did you forget? But um, I know in Proverbs there's two, three, four verses about one of them I think is evil eye, I think. But one of them is um, the eye that mocketh the mother, the ravens of the field will pluck it out. And um, I share that with my kids because, no, that is rebellion just really coming up that I'll do anything I want. I don't care what you say. And you have to say, with those eyes, boy, you are telling me you'll do anything you want. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. But but it's important because I know I did it. And you're telling mom or dad, I'll do anything I want. Not, yes, sir, I'll do it real quick. Then can I go play? You know, you're saying something that they don't or they shouldn't be saying. But they're saying it with their eyes. Well, thanks for long life. Yeah. I was going to say... We had the discussion the other day on the way to school. It was the eye that the mother and the father. And it's like, and it may not be a little, the eagle comes and plucks your eye out. I said, but your spiritual eyes will be weak. You won't see the things that you're supposed to see as a Christian. God can blind you to those things. And I had never really thought about it that way. But that particular day we were driving and it just came to me. It's like, you know, the raven. Raven will pluck it out. It's like you just might not be able to see the things that are really important to see that are happening. You know, that's, that's another example we talked about earlier how the Lord uh, spent time uh, in prayer uh, and, and there was a communication that went on there. You know, that was time that they spent spent together and there was an opportunity to share a life principle uh, from the Word of God and how things that we do can affect us. Those are the things that that we can share with our children during quality time. So I, I want to I cover a couple of things because you're right. When we're at home sometimes, we're in our natural environment, you know, all of the things that our children occupy themselves with, all of the things that we occupy our own selves with, you know, they can tend to intrude on our time, on our quality time with not only our children but with our spouse and all of those that are important in our and so here's, here's something that we can do. We, we kind of already alluded to it and talked about it. You know, mealtime. There, there used to be a day and time where the family all ate together. They knew what time dinner time was. Everybody came. Everybody sat down. Everybody ate together. Shared their day. What went on. The things that maybe they need help in school and work. That was quality time. We're in a, a generation now where people are ripping and running. We're going here, we're going there, we're in, we're picking up something. Oh, don't worry about fixing me something. I'm going to pick up something while I'm out. We need to use that time. Even it, it may, You may not be able to do it every day, but determine a day. Determine a Saturday evening, maybe once a month, all of the family, all of the kids, all of the grandkids. You're going to meet at the house. You're going to have a meal spend time. You're not going to preach to them. You're just going to enjoy family time. Spend time together. Here's another thing. You may be able to do this with your, your son. Consider an, an overnight trip. 
decide maybe once a quarter or once every few months on a Friday evening, Friday afternoon, pick them up from school, have the bags packed already. Don't even tell him what's happening. You just get on the highway and start driving. After a while, he's going to go, man, what, where are we going? Just tell him, don't worry about it. I'll let you know when we get there. Get a hotel somewhere, maybe find somewhere where, it, it, you know, like I said, it's not about the event. Maybe there are some things that, that, that he or she likes to do. You can maybe go and get involved in that. But really, it's about spending time driving on a I can remember as a kid on Sunday afternoons, we would get in the car, and this may sound weird, but we would get in the car as a family and just drive. We drive around the city, we drive to areas that, you know, we didn't really that weren't that familiar with, and just look, look at the houses, look at the parks, look at the trees. You know, me and my mom, she knew I liked airplanes. So we would go and park at the end of the runway and just watch the planes land and take off. So maybe not even remember Maybe it's quality time. But I remember those things. And so it could be something like that with your, your son or your daughter. Just get in the car. Let's just go here. Let's drive up to Oklahoma City or down to Austin. Hang out. Get a hotel room. Eat a, eat a hamburger. Those are the things that will benefit and bless our children when it comes to quality time. And then uh, the third one is really kind of combined with what I just talked about, and Sister uh, Cashin kind of used it as an example. When you're in the car with them, turn the radio off, start talking to them, asking them about their Here's a, uh, just a couple of stories I want to share. Uh, eight-year-old Bethany, uh, she was a happy uh, little girl, and, and one of the counselors asked her, you know, how do you know that your parents love you? She says, well, I, I know my parents love me because they, they do things with me. Uh, they do things with me and my brother, but I like it more with just me. And she said, you know, my dad takes me fishing. I don't, I don't know if I really like fishing, but I like being with Dad. And so it wasn't, she probably didn't like handling the worms. She probably didn't like holding the fish because they're flopping around. They were slimy and, and, and wet and all of that. But she enjoyed spending time with Dad. Quality time is one of the most important things that we can do with our children, especially those children whose primary love language Questions. There's some good input. Not a question, but more of a comment. You know, when you talked about turning off the radio and riding in the car, I remember before uh, with all my kids, but especially with Tiana, before she could even talk, I was always talking to her, which is why I could never understand how someone would leave their kids in the car. I mean, if you're talking to them, how are you going to forget them? And then, uh, and, and you'd be surprised what that do because then later on. Uh, I had had several people uh, uh, compliment on her as far as her vocabulary at her age because I would tell her a word or something I would say to her how I wouldn't tolerate a certain behavior. Then I asked her, 
do you understand what tolerate means? Of course, she said, no, that's it. Then I would give myself, that means I'm not going to put up with, I'm not going to accept it, uh, you know, it's not allowed. And therefore, she would be able to use it herself later on. You, you teach life skills to your children through quality time. You're, all, you're expressing love to them, but you're also teaching them you know, life skills. Amen? All right. Time's up. Let's, let's stand. Let's, let's be purposeful about this. You know, we're hearing a lot of good things about expressing love to our children. But if we're not purposeful about it, if we're not, you know, really planning those things and how to do those things, it'll just be another lesson, you know, and, and we'll look up 10 or 15 years later and we'll realize that I didn't spend enough time with my children. Be purposeful about all of the things that we've, we've heard over the last few weeks. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. Thank you for this day, for this time. I pray that you would continue to help us, O oh Lord, to show love to our children both to our young children, but also, Lord, to our adult children. Let your love and your presence be expressed through us through spending time with our children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.